Okay. Oh, sorry. Hello, podcast listeners. Today, we're bringing you something a little bit different on the Ed Surge podcast. Just the news. Only the essentials. That's all she wrote. Let's get started. So efficient. I'm Michael Winters. And I'm Blake Montgomery. All the hype around what education technology can do is, quote, based on an element of hopefulness, says Peter Whelan, CEO of Inside Track. But he argues technology itself is useless without people who understand how to act upon the data and information that tools provide. Otherwise, tech simply creates more work. Mort Zuckerman, the 78-year-old mogul behind the New York Daily News, has announced a $100 million founding donation to establish the Zuckerman STEM Leadership Program. The program will give grants to promising American postdoctoral and graduate students to pursue STEM research at Israeli universities. The program aims to support collaboration between Israeli and American scientists. What a roller coaster of a week for two grand dames of print. After issuing its second profit warning in three months, Pearson also announced it is axing 4,000 jobs, or about 10% of the global workforce. The company urges shareholders to look in the long run, and it promises sunnier days ahead. Markets responded favorably to this news. Pearson shares on the New York Stock Exchange hovered around the $11 mark on January 21st, after closing at $9.40 the previous day. The markets, though, haven't been as kind to another publisher. Scholastic shares dropped 14% earlier this week after the company canceled plans to buy up to $200 million of its own stock. According to the Wall Street Journal, Scholastic's plan included a stipulation that buyback could be canceled if major U.S. stock indices dropped more than 10%. Bloomboard, the same tool known for its competency-based PD platform and research library, is getting into the micro-credentials business. This week, the company announced an offering aimed at helping teachers access curated resources around the competencies or problems of practice and then earning micro-credentials through nonprofit digital promise. A number of Coursera courses have gone from free to fee. The company told EdSurge it will charge students between $29 and $99 to submit graded assignments for, quote, a vast majority, end quote, of courses that are currently part of its specializations track, along with a few courses that aren't. Specializations are composed of a series of classes rather than a one-off lecture. Many of them aim to develop professional skills, though not all. Financial aid for the priced courses will be available, Coursera confirmed. The company tied the changes to a, quote, need to have a business model that supports our platform, our partners, our content, and everything we do for learners. The company currently offers almost 1,800 courses. Users who don't want to pay can still check out videos, assignments, and practice assignments, but will only get a, quote, view-only access to graded assignments, end quote. One venture capitalist tweeted, Coursera MOOCs become mocks. What is a mock? Massive online course as opposed to a massive open online course. Ah. The for-profit online K-12 education provider, aptly named K-12, has now started a nonprofit. The Foundation for Blended and Online Learning will aim to promote blended learning through post-secondary student scholarships, teacher grants, and collaborative institutional research. Applications opened on January 27th. The internet may be the great democratizer of information, but only if people can get on it. 
with an eye toward pumping up quality broadband everywhere, nonprofit Education Superhighway has released Compare and Connect K-12, a tool that allows districts to measure broadband providers and services against what other districts pay for them. When we investigated the tool, we found that districts in Chicago pay vastly different sums for similar degrees of connectivity. No Snowzilla can stop this launch. Boston EdTech Accelerator LearnLaunch has graduated the startups from its fourth class. The class offers tools like print-on-demand books, online tuition payment platform, and games for underskilled adults. LearnLaunch has also notched a partnership with McGraw-Hill Education, which will provide guidance and financial support. Phil Hill of eLiterate thinks the furor over EdTech startups might belie the reality of the EdTech business at large. In a recent post, he argues that even though startups may be receiving record investment dollars, their financial aspirations might have a ceiling. Large education companies are floundering in the stock market, as we said earlier, mentioning Pearson and Scholastic. Phil weighs a composite of four big market caps to see whether the big ships are listing. Here's a spoiler alert. They are. (laughs) And uh, speaking of money, now it's time for ka-chings. Blake, start us up. Grovo has raised a $40 million Series C round led by existing investor Excel. Grovo has boasted skyrocketing revenue, 400% growth in the past year, and a swelling headcount, 100 to 200 employees in the same time frame. The round comes just a year after Grovo's $15 million Series B. The company makes a corporate learning management system and training videos to go along with it. A new investor is open for business. Since 2003, New Markets Venture Partners has invested in over a dozen edtech companies and guided two to profitable exits. Now, the Maryland-based investment firm is back for more. It's in the process of raising a second fund that will fuel up to 15 more deals. College Ave, a marketplace for private student loans, has raised a $20 million round from Comcast Ventures and others. Dave Zilberman, the managing director of Comcast Ventures, will join College Ave's board. Founded in 2014, the Milwaukee-based company has created a marketplace for current college students to seek out private lenders, claiming to have $1 billion in loan requests from students already. And finally, Proctor Exam, a Dutch startup, has raised about $550,000 in seed money through angel investment platform LeapFunder. The company facilitates secure online examinations for remote students through a secure webcam and screen sharing platform. Founded in 2014, Proctor Exam is working with universities in the Netherlands, Belgium, and Australia. The company also said in September 2015 that it serves close to 1,000 users and is growing by 110% each month. Congratulations to them and to all the other companies that raised money this week. Okay, that's all the news that's fit to say. I could be a news anchor. I think I've got the rhythm down. Yeah, you've been doing this for a couple weeks now. There's like that one you know, cadence they always use. Like, in other news, kittens are cute, and Shakespeare's Hamlet continues to befuddle high school students. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> like, they made it through the jungle, but will they survive the ancient Incan kitten gauntlet? Tune in <laughs> at 6. <laughs> All right, that's it for this week, everybody. I'm Michael Winters, signing off to run the Ancient Incan Kitten Gauntlet. And I'm Blake Montgomery. Good night and good luck. (laughs) This is the Ed Surge Podcast.